You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Right ahead. Oh, boy. A fisher got hit right in the head by something. Oh, boy. And he's down. That is Welcome to the Fanatics Podcast. I'm so sorry we're late this week. I was so sick. But you know, because I was sick, I got a time to review so much extra footage. This is my favorite thing I heard all week. Fabrizio Capano, who is here joining us. Hi, everyone. People. This is my favorite thing I heard. This is a guy. Who says golf is boring? Uh, everyone. No, I disagree. <laughs> this is a GOP candidate, Scott Wagner. He's running for governor in Pennsylvania, and he makes golf fun. This is a message that he has to his Democratic opponent. Let me tell you, between now and November 6th, you better put a catcher's mask on your face because I'm going to stomp all over your face with golf spikes because I'm going to win this for the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah! Okay, well, well relax. Uh, first of all, are you drunk? <laughs> why, why are you doing this video, sir? That's, that's the way our democracy is headed. That's how we're going to decide. If you lose, you get stomped in the face with golf spikes. Uh, why? Yeah, we're not like those pussies down in Chile, okay? We do violence, man. We like conversation and, you know... Uh, that's the way we're supposed to that's work. That's a conversation. That's not how democracy works. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm learning. Democracy I'm to learn. works with golf spikes now. Welcome. That's how it works? Yeah, that's how it works now. Okay. That's how it works. But we don't have time to talk politics. Do you know why? Uh, nope, not really. Because it is our special NBA preview. Cue the Kawhi Leonard laugh. I said cue the Kawhi Leonard laugh, Tommy. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> That's right. It is an NBA season once again. We got the producer, Tommy Wakefield. We got the great Fabrizio Capano. And we have a very special NBA <laughs> What was that? There's so many things there I can't explain. <laughs> There's so many things. I feel confused and excited. At As the same you time. should. We're gonna have a lot of confusing feelings okay. this week. Not only I'm ready. you know with Kawhi Leonard's laugh and the NBA NBC NBC theme song, maybe even with our own sexualities. Do you know why? Why? Because it is the not only the NBA preview. It is the Matthew McConaughey. NBA preview where we will preview this a upcoming real, a real season using the life and times and movies and work of Matthew McConaughey. Sounds amazing. Uh, I'm a huge fan. That's the reason why I'm here, actually, uh, because I'm a Matthew McConaughey lever. Like, there's a name for like fans. Lover. To be lover. clear, you don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the idea of basketball. Like, sure, it's a good uh, concept, but I don't know anything about it. So, but I truly know about. 
Matthew McConaughey. You know about Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and now I know about his brother. Just a second ago, you showed me a that picture of that guy. That is true. If you don't and know. I want to be his best friend. Yes. There are so many interesting things about Matthew McConaughey and his entire family, like his brother Rooster. How about some basic facts about Matthew McConaughey right off the top, Tommy? What do we? What can you tell us about Matthew McConaughey? Oh, geez. Some basic what facts. an interesting guy. He's 48. He was born in Uvalde, Texas. Wow. He now lives in Austin, Texas. He's an actor, producer, model, writer, director. He does it all. Apparently even composes some music. Okay, He's fantastic. He's a music composer? He's a music composer. Three children, all five right, lovers. All right, all right. I, like- <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, also he's the mastermind behind the quote, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, yes. And actually, his brother Rooster is a billionaire. Yeah. He's a billionaire in Texas who had his own show good on genes. CNBC named West Texas Investors. He's not nearly as good looking as Matthew, no, though. No, He looks like what happened if Matthew McGinney, he started like drinking and, you know. <laughs> and like, he was just like a normal guy. I don't care about this. And he didn't age with like facial peels. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My favorite thing about Rooster, about Rooster McConaughey, <laughs> is Rooster McConaughey named his son Miller Lite. Really? After his, fa- after his favorite beer. So there's a kid who is like, hi, I'm Miller Lite, and yeah. my uncle is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and my dad is Rooster. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> you're not but a real kid. You're, I'm drunk, and I'm just seeing you because I'm drunk. It's, yeah, you're not a real child. You're not a real child. Your name's not Miller Lite. <laughs> just leave my mind. <laughs> it's like the pink elephant, but for drunk children. Yeah. But he spells the light uh, L-Y-T-E, so that way you know it's classy. Oh, okay. It's classy yeah, yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Matthew McConaughey, very interesting. Uh, and also the NBA season. Let me tell you how these rankings are going to work for okay. PCL. I'm not going to give you a pure ranking. I know the season has already started, but I was sick. Forgive me. I'm not going to give you a pure ranking from 30 to 1. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a pure ranking also mixed with potential. Okay. Got so it. I think there's a team who may be the 25th best team, but they don't have any future. Like think about the Lakers three years ago. Okay. Like the, one of the most depleted rosters I've ever seen. They would be the worst team in the in the league. You know, over right a team who may finish with the worst record. Combined with that, each of them will be grouped with a phase of Matthew McConaughey's career or a movie in Matthew McConaughey's I mean, career, I should say. Thank God you get sick this week. So you'll be able to like I had so much time this, to think you know, about this. Beautiful thing. Tapestry. Mix. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, this is great. It's like a Buddhist uh, mandala. You know those, <laughs> those hand paintings? Yeah. And then it'll just be washed away. I, it, I love this. I love yeah, this concept. time is a flat circle, my friend. Absolutely. It is a flat circle. <laughs> so should we get to our first... Uh, our first Matthew McConaughey movie, and thus our first NBA team. So, but but this is. But they're not. They're yeah. not. They're not technically movies. They don't all have. They to can be. Movies. Yeah. This is just. They can be different creative parts of of the, of the Matthew of the Matthew Matthew verse, the like the, Con- the McConaughey experience. Verse. Yes, that yes. we all experience here in this universe. We are part of that. We are part of that universe. Yeah. Okay. Here's our first Matthew McConaughey clip. Okay. Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. And I don't mean go back and reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean take a big step back. Like go from winning an Oscar to doing a car commercial. My agent was like, 
I could understand if you did this right after the Lincoln lawyer. That would have made sense. But you don't buy a Lincoln because it makes sense. You do it because you love it. Or because you're an Uber driver. <laughs> that is Jim Carrey as Matthew McConaughey in the Saturday Night Live. Uh, in Saturday Night yeah, Live. The parody of the uh, Lincoln uh, ad. Yes, and I think Jim Carrey does characters well. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. You want to talk about characters? That's what you want to do, like <laughs> characters. Because bef before the show, we have a big conversation about. Fabrizio hates comics who do characters. I don't hate comics who do characters, but I, I it's, it's so hard for me to understand. <laughs> In what way? Mainly because for me, comedy is about like being you. Right. So when you're doing a character, it's more like theater. Right. Or mix. You know, I'm, there's talented people like Jim Carrey. A sure. lot of talented people. But you do such can... great characters. I've seen you do great characters. Uh, you, you, yeah. I mean. Uh, Tony the Surfer Bro is great. Uh, I have Tony the Surfer <laughs> Bro. Uh, he's like, hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Tony. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, you, gotta you know, get the I have yeah. the thing of the, you know, the people with. You can see the video. I, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. with my hand. Uh, and yeah, they just like I hate people on Instagram that just put in their videos of like their characters, characters. every day. Your old lady's pretty good though. They have old lady. Yeah, I have the old lady too. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you, <laughs> you if you have characters, you need the old lady. You know, yeah, you need it. I, What's your old lady? If you don't, I don't mean to put you on the El, spot. You're talking about Elsa. Yeah, is, is <laughs> that her name? No, Elsa? I don't know. Can we speak to Elsa? Yeah, it's like here. Hi, I'm Elsa. Oh my God, that's so good! I I was like, I close was your eyes, close your eyes for a second. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Elsa. Wow, amazing! Wow. You're almost as good as McConaughey. Thank you. Thank but if you. I, there were some things, Tommy, what were you saying about McConaughey's advertising stuff? Oh man, well, obviously he signed a multi-year deal with Lincoln and made those infamous car commercials. But yeah. another thing is he is a creative director for Wild Turkey Bourbon. And in his contract, it says that he will be able to write, act, direct in these Wild Turkey Bourbon commercials, as well as potentially compose music for of them. Of course he does. You yeah. don't limit the McConaughey. No, you can't stop that machine. You don't limit you know? Is he getting paid for this, Tommy? Uh, actually, he's the highest paid creative director in the entire ad industry. What? What? In the entire ad in the industry? Entire ad Just industry. as a hobby. Like, that's a guy, you wow. like, there's a guy who went to Harvard or Yale, and he's like, I'm making Imagine if your side world. job is, like, the most paid <laughs> in the entire field, you know? Exactly. Wow. Exactly. But the commercials are shit, as yes. much as I love comedy. The commercial is not that great, like... Elsa. Yeah. Elsa loved those commercials. Elsa loved yeah. them. Those like, commercials are for Elsa. Yeah. Oh, I love Just them. like Lincoln's. Oh, Elsa? Yeah. Expe <laughs> expensive. Expensive and not that good. Holy shit, I smell a segue alert. Could that lead us to our 30th team in the NBA, Fabrizio? Oh, wow. That was good. That was good, right? Good work, man. It was really good work, right? I'm proud of you. The 30th team in, in the NBA in our preseason season has started rankings okay. is the Memphis Grizzlies. And do you have a question for me about the Memphis Grizzlies? I, for I have a question for you. Why did this team suck so much? Why do they suck so much? Because they're old <laughs> and they're expensive, man. I don't think uh, Marcus All and Mike Conley Old and expensive? That sounds like expensive. a Lincoln car. <laughs> it sounds like a Lincoln car, exactly. I was sick. I told you I had a lot of time. You know what I mean? But Mike Conley and Gasol are past uh, the point of carrying like a potential championship team. Okay. Know, they can still be contributors on a championship team, just not here. Like they need to blow this team the fuck up. The Memphis Grizzlies are done. They need to be blown up, sold for parts, and uh, built around Jaron Jackson, who's the real deal. He's a center from my hometown of Carmel, Indiana. 
When you're talking that's about that's right, he's a Carmillionaire. Baby. When you're talking about their old, like how old they are, like in basketball terms, that's like it's 30, like do- it's like dog time. Thirty-one, thirty-one with knee problems. It's like dog it's years. Old. Yeah, it is. It's not quite dog years, but like double dog years. Yeah, it's like double dog years. Yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thirty-two. Mike Conley has had knee problems. He he sat out all last year. He was great. But Jaron Jackson is like, um, he's the new type Fabrizio. He's the new type of big that they're looking for in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's a four who can shoot threes but can switch on defense. He can Makes guard sense. all five positions on the floor, which is key this day and age. That's what every team wants. You can't play big guys unless they can switch and cover guards on the pick and roll. That's what Sean Joshi is saying. Oh, my God. are we? Is it ready? Is it time for the next? I Matthew think, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. And I know, I know, I know this. You know this? Wait, wait, wait. But before we move on, yeah. I thought the Jim Carrey was a pretty good McConaughey. Yes. But it wasn't the best McConaughey impression. It's just because, I mean, doing McConaughey is just like being like this and, you know, and that's like an okay. That's your best character. If you do actually, like actually this. Right what? There. Yeah. I thought Elsa was my number one. Oh. I liked it better when you called her the old lady and she didn't have a name. Hi. I'm the old lady. <laughs> I'm an old lady. I think uh, Damon, Matt Damon, is the best Matthew McConaughey impression here. Oh, is. really? Yeah. And I'd say, um, uh, Mr. Soderbergh, uh, <laughs> today's scene, I think, would be a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> That's pretty That was pretty good. good. What was that? That's Matthew McConaughey on the Dave Letterman show. Apparently, oh. they used to be roommates together when they were broke actors. Damn. How does that happen? How is, like, Conan... And Jeff Garland roommates. I don't know how like that, that happened, man. I don't know, man. Maybe we should be roommates for Brizio. And then think? we get successful and be like, yeah, I remember Shan Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. And then we can do impressions, characters of each other. Uh, like, yeah, Shan was like, hi, I'm Shan Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, man, that is me, Tommy. Isn't that me? <laughs> really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank Let's you. move to our next teams, our next teams in our Matthew McConaughey NBA preview. <laughs> Number one rule of Wall Street. Nobody, I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles. Least of all stockbrokers. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all a fugazi. You know what a fugazi is? Well, fugazi. It's a uh, fake. Yeah, fugazi, fugazi. It's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a f- fairy dust. It doesn't exist. It's never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It, it's not fucking real. Right? <laughs> Yes, and that is apropos for our 27th, 28th, and 29th teams. I have the Hawks at 29, Kings, and Bulls at 28 and 27 because these teams, Fabrizio, are in the game of asset collection because they suck so bad that's all they can do is Fugazi, Fugazi, try to get as many first-round picks as possible. You know what I mean? Exactly. Fairy You're dust. good at that, man. I love Wolf of All. What I love about that scene is like uh, Matthew McConaughey. He did the thing of like talking like, like there's yeah. a sound he made every like. He's great at that. Fugash. And you know Scorsese wasn't like. Yeah, that was yeah. just the McConaughey yeah, essence. That's, that's the McConaughey thing. That's the things he adds to he's make great. flair, baby. I mean, he's a great actor, and he he in this scene. Yeah. He represent like I you remember know, like they call that making choices. In you, you remember? Class. Like, you remember like if you watch the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, this is the only scene when Matthew McConaughey is in the movie. He's like in a just 
just that one, one scene. One or two. But if you ask everybody what scene to remember from that. Just that scene. Like, that's the movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the core of the movie because he explained, like, He's everything. He's pound-for-pound champion of that fucking movie. And he does it all in, in a five-minute scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the best. I think it's the best Scorsese movie, Wolf of Wall The Wolf. Uh, uh, I know people are, you know, da 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 But I think it's fucking great, man. It's, what are the great Scorsese movie. movies that you like? Uh, Well, The King of Comedy. Can, yeah, that's mm. a good one. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Ugo. <laughs> There's no one like Ugo. Which one? Remember Ugo? When he made like a kid's oh, Hugo. movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's called Hugo. <laughs> that's, that's the best. That's, no, there's no one in the world saying Hugo. like Hugo is the best <laughs> Martin Scorsese movie. Like there's no one in the that's world saying that. That's where the kid that. lives in the clock at the, the, yeah. their, the, the, whatever their, the, what's their uh, big terminal over there? I was right on the tip of my fucking yeah, brain. I, I was going to look so fucking cultured, man. Yeah. Hugo. Yeah, but uh, do you have a question about the Bulls, Kings, and the Hawks, my dear Fabrizio Cabano? Uh, not really. I don't know anything about this, those two teams. What about those questions? But, I, but you sent me one yeah. uh, a second ago, <laughs> so I'm going to repeat that. Uh, well, which of these teams have, have the best young talent? Now, see, you're, it seems like he's uh, asking that question with a wealth of knowledge. Like, yeah. he knows. Um, that is a good question, Fabrizio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I bring that from home. I actually think <laughs> the Bulls have the best talent, uh, have the more foundational assets going forward. They got Markinen and Levine, who actually, like, Markinen, I think, is a real thing. And Levine, maybe if he plays defense, the Kings, you can give him De'Aaron Fox, maybe Harry Giles, who was considered a generational prospect before injuries ruin him at Duke. Oh. Yeah, man. And the Hawks, uh, who knows what the Hawks have. I like Torrey and Prince and John Collins, but they drafted Trey Young and his newborn baby hair. Have you ever seen an adult that looks like they have newborn baby hair? Oh, yeah. I, I It's me. Yeah, yeah, yours is nice, but this is still like matted. Like it still has the oh, uh, okay. the birth fluid on it. You oh, know what that's I mean? disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty gross, you know. But each what these teams are trying to do is they're trying to do the Sam Hinkie school of building teams, which means you just suck every year and then you just get assets. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sell your fans this Fugazi. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like and- this bullshit team. But really what you're doing is you just want pick after pick after pick after pick, which is kind of going to be sucky for these teams. Shitty, I should say, because uh, the next two drafts, like the next year's draft is supposed to be really shallow and not not even all that good at the top. Right. And then on top of that, uh, the year after that, the draft is going to be shit as well. So if you're like one of these fan bases, you really don't have like a lot to look forward to. That's sad. Poor people. You're buying poor guys out there. You're buying penny stocks, guys. All right. Are we ready for the next McConaughey movie? What did Wolf of Wall Street do, by the way, Tommy? Wolf of Wall Street had a 78% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. How much money did it make? $392 million at the box office. $392 million at the box office? Why do I feel like the world has changed so much that, like, uh, that same movie, if it was released now, I don't even think it would crack a hundred million, just by the nature of. I think it will be a lot of criticism. Days. Like it will be like you know the misogyny of the character, like he's like a matchup guy, you, you know, so? probably, possibly, could be. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to our next Makane. This one is a classic. Long time, no see. <laughs> yes, sir. What have you been up to? Same old shit, man. Yeah. Working for the city. Working man, huh? Been thinking about getting back in school, though, man. Back in JC or something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's where all the girls are, right? Stay up. 
But on the other hand, man, I just as soon keep working. Keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah. Wait. Rather than spend my time listening to some dipshit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? <laughs> what, you gonna end up in jail sometime really soon? I know that. But No, man. Yeah. No, man, I tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> One of the most famous McConaughey lines. I fucking love Days and Confused. That is a great It's a film. great movie. It's great. I also love Richard Linklater. You know, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I love, I appreciate the way that he makes. He's doing movies. videos now for like helping Beto Rook. Do you see Beto that? Beto Rook. Yeah, yeah. He did a video. Did he really? For like for free, like he just wanted to make a video and he did a couple <laughs> of ads. Dar- I saw Darren Aronofsky made a movie for the C- or he made a commercial for the Sierra Club. Really? <laughs> yeah, and those are like two of the great directors this day and age. I mean, you need more money. It's not yeah, enough yeah. with the movies. But Linklater's films have like a really naturalist quality to them yeah i would yeah, yeah. say like b- bef- what's those movies before sunrise after sunrise yeah those they're all great. like around this sunrise and even he made a spiritual sequel to uh days and confused that not a lot of people saw but yeah. it's actually really good did you see it? it's it's called like let's get some or yeah. everybody gets some. I, I i i watch a movie because of like i love days and confused yeah. and i like it but I, I i'm not sure if i'll watch it twice <laughs> You're not sure if you'll watch it twice. Well, how many movies? What's a movie that you like watching twice? What's a movie that you said ultimately you can watch twice? Uh, well, I think The Godfather is like the movie you can watch. Oh yeah, a lot like All the many time. many times All and the still time. enjoy it and whenever it's on. Yeah, you watch it. You watch it. Yeah, if you're you like, it. well, if you still have cable, if you like, you know, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and you ask me for this. It's Let's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the first quote? It's like, uh, I believe in America. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just a, uh, so amazing that you can watch it. But of course, like I'm not saying every movie has like the high standard of The Godfather. Of you know, it's too yeah. much. Godfather Two is actually the best film in in that yeah. in that trilogy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, but hit us with some uh, days and confused facts. Tommy, Tommy's eating something. <laughs> what are you eating? Tommy? He's having a snack. Nothing. He's no. having a Matthew McConaughey snack. Are you having a snack in, uh, in honor of Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> You know, I figured, you know, if Matthew McConaughey eats, I should do it too. Are you okay? You're yeah, you're, you're all right. right. No, I'm fine. Are you okay? Days and Confused, 93%. You're doing great, Tommy. <laughs> there's food in tomatoes. your mouth. There's, I can tell that there's food in your Keep mouth. Tommy. You're, you're laughing, giving facts, and eating Our at the fear, same time. Our fearless producer, one ladies the, and gentlemen, one of the Tommy great, Wakefield. One of the great indie movies. Richard there's food Brooklyn. in your mouth. I don't want to hear your fucking synopsis. How much money did it make at the box office? Eight million. <laughs> only eight million. It only made eight million eight dollars million. at the box office, which is astounding. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks to the changing nature of the movie industry. As well, mm. because this movie, I guarantee you, made at least 30, 40, 50 from rentals and, and uh, DVDs. DVD sales, which there are no more DVD sales. Anymore. No, that's gone. And that VOD does not have the same type of. I mean, the problem with the VOD is like you just sell it once to, or like you every five years you sell it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 it's not like. People don't keep movies. You know why? Because people don't watch movies twice. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I I think people should start watching movies twice. You think so? Every movie just go to twice, you know? Yeah. Just to like the first get a a feel feeling of the movie and then watch it again and get like a real sense right. of where you right. yeah. 
Well, you know, Days and Confused is actually a very important movie in uh, in in Matthew McConaughey's history. It's his first movie. It's really, his very first movie. It was his very first role. A- Do you know how he got it? He was still a film student at the University of Texas Austin. He was drinking at a bar when this guy with the last name of Phillips—I forget his name—but he's the same guy who cast like Sean Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Really, he was in town scouting locations and they couldn't get anybody for the role from Hollywood it would cost too much uh-huh. so he's just there drinking in a bar and here I actually have what he says uh, it was graduation weekend at UT so it's the end of the day I'm up in a bar having a couple of drinks to unwind and I see this really good looking girl at the end of the bar with this pretty cool looking guy now Fabrizio Capano who do you think this pretty cool looking guy was uh, I, I don't know it was none other than Matthew McConaughey. What the hell? Yes. Wow. And here was how McConaughey remembers it. Excuse me. He goes, it was like, and this is the transcript. <laughs> okay. It was like a Thursday night that summer, man, and I wanted to stay in and watch some flick, but my girlfriend talked me into going out to have some drinks. There was this bartender I knew from, this is my McConaughey voice, uh, I knew from film school who worked at the Hyatt, so he'd give us a discount, so we went there. And when we walk in there, he's there, and he goes, Hey, man, the guy down at the end of the bar is in town producing a film. So I went down and introduced myself. That was Don Phillips. Phillips says, next thing I know, I'm having a drink with this kid and talking about golf. See? Golf. Golf. I think. That's the key I, that's for your the career. Key, I Always think ready for a golf, golf conversation. conversation. <laughs> I don't even like golf. I'm just ready for a golf conversation. Uh, and he goes, I'll say something to the director. McConaughey goes, gets to be four hours later, and my girlfriend is gone, man. And Don and I are pretty lubricated. We're talking about life and women and some great golf hole he played, and we got a little rambunctious. Wow. And that's how he got cast in Days and Confused. That's great. Isn't that crazy? You think like someone like Matthew McConaughey, did, it's, this event didn't happen in his life. He's still like be a huge actor, like someone will find him or like – you think that was like he, he talks about it and he actually says that he would still probably be in Texas and went into the oil business because his dad was like an oil prospector mm. of some kind. That's how his uh, that's how his brother. Okay, so made fracking. Him. That's how Roos fracking. fracking. He probably be fracking the yeah. shit out of fracking shit. Fracking the shit out of everything. Just fracking the shit out of shit bad. But I the reason I picked Days Confused for this grouping of teams is because they have potential, just like a young Matthew McConaughey moving forward and these teams are the 26th ranked orlando magic the 25th ranked knicks the 24th ranked uh mavericks and the 23rd ranked Suns. fabrizio what is our question for the dazed and confused grouping what is this the worst trade of all time no you got that wrong damn that's it. it that's the next one buddy go oh. up one more I think I. This is going flawless. Which of these teams? I'm glad we talked about it and coordinated it beforehand. Which of these teams have the best young talent? We already did that. Yes. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, no, no. I asked you that. Confused. No, you didn't. I'm dancing confused. Just ask it like we're on the air right now. Which of these teams have the best young talent? That's. I love your voice. (laughs) Thank you. You're such good at that character. Uh, But which of these teams have the best young talent? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think you know before this season, I may have said the Mavericks. Okay. Because I love Luka Doncic. How old you know is what I mean? Luka Doncic is a 19-year-old from Lithuania who was the EuroLeague MVP last year. Wow. At 19 years old, Sounds... which is the second best league in the world. You know what I mean? So he's a talented kid. 
He's a very talented kid, just like a young Matthew. And much like a young Matthew, he is in the heart of Texas, down in Dallas. Oh, right? so you can see it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You can have a golf conversation with him. I will have a golf conversation with him. But it was, it's actually pretty interesting. I was watching the Mavericks' first game, and they've completely handed the keys to Luka Doncic. Like, they've handed their offensive keys uh, to a 19-year-old, which is going to be growing pains, of course, this yeah. season. You know what I mean? And I know Rick Carlisle because he used to be the coach of the Pacers. And it's literally every time they run the same play. They have Doncic come down, then they have a pick and roll, and that's how they initiate their offense. Mass fans, that's what gonna, what's going to happen for the rest of your fucking life. It's going to work. You guys are going to be good. You're going to win 57 games eventually. But there's a lot more potential for the offense than sometimes Carlisle when he has a, a focal point that he likes to stay in on. You know what I mean? It's Tommy's wiping crumbs <laughs> off of his shirt. Why are you, what, is it, what is the thing you're eating? No, it's just almonds. <laughs> How do you have crumbs eating almonds? Well, yeah. the, the wasabi uh, dust. The wasabi, the wasabi dust. dust. The wasabi dust. The almonds always have, you know? Like, That's great. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, shout out Blue Diamond. Can I get through the rest of this? Is that yeah. okay? Oh, Is yeah. That okay, Tommy? Is that all right with you, Tommy? Is that okay? But, uh, like, if they would just <laughs> let Dennis Smith Jr. do what he did last year, try to push the offense, dribble, drive, penetrate, and then... You let Doncic go in the pick and roll. That would be really exciting going forward. But that backcourt is going to be great. I actually like the Magic. I think Aaron Gordon, Bamba, and Isaac would be fucking brilliant together, defensively at least, even if Isaac never really develops uh, offensively. That's just length, baby. And Bamba can play. And his name is Mo fucking Bamba. And the Knicks, as shitty as they've been, and as shitty as their owner has been. You know one thing in sports, Fabrizio? One thing in sports... It's like you can have a shitty GM and a shitty coach and shitty players, and those things can change. But you can never change a shitty owner. Oh yeah, because he's he owns the owner. The team. Yeah, is that why you hate capitalism? Uh, it's one of the reasons why. You yeah. know, it's in the top ten. Fabrizio's <laughs> Fabrizio's my buddy. Even though we have pretty opposite views on like a lot of things. Yeah, I imagine that's that's how friends how friends yeah. work. Like Fabrizio's a communo anarchist, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in the middle between those extremes. Between those two. <laughs> And I can see the overall view of the American hegemony and be like, okay, it's had positives and negatives. But Fabrizio looks at it as just like, oh, it fucked Latin America in its ass repeatedly, right? Yeah, I mean, well, what, what happened is Monroe like doctrine. I have kind of like the um, – when people attack like the left or like the Communist Party, yeah. in Chile they were the survivors – Right, you know, so they were like the victims of like a crude dictatorship, which is always in the war. There's always like when 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 it's a point where it's going to be fascism, and it comes to that point, yeah. it's always communist versus fascist. Yes, and that's like every whether you go there's back like to the Germany main teams or whatever. <laughs> those yeah. are like the that's two when, big teams. When when society the left goes so far that way and the right goes so far that way, it's just implodes. And but then when I, yeah, when I see my friends from Venezuela which and they're like, you know, here, you know. Yeah. A mess. I go like, of course, I'm not gonna support like Maduro just because he's left. You he know? does such a good character. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he does such good characters. That's my I mean, thing. He is a great Hugo Chavez. You know he I mean? he he's the worst dictatorship ever because he's having no charisma. Yeah, you need to have charisma to be yeah. like 
a, you know, a guy oh, who yeah, rules the country. Just, yeah, he just he's he doesn't have any, shittiest, like he's yeah. not funny. He's not like, funny. Chavez was funny. He'd be in front of the cows. He was like Trump. Trump is funny. He was like Trump. Trump. Is Chavez fun. and as Trump is the same Trump person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chavez and Trump are the same person. Like yeah. they're funny, they're charismatic, <laughs> and they're fucking crazy. <laughs> people love them. Like people who love Trump love Trump, and people who love Chavez. And there's nothing you could. There's no information. There's no way to break that love. That love is forever. But do you know what love I have <laughs> for love these you young have. teams? It's for the Phoenix Suns, oh. who I actually think have the best group of talent. Do you love the way I marshal this together and I always bring it home? You're so good at this. Dude, the Suns are fucking good. Uh, despite being shitty, uh, I think uh, Devin Booker is going to take over the fucking league. Are you kidding me? 20 years old, 21 years old, he scored 70 points a game. There's going to be more of that. Josh Jackson finally fucking developed. And DeAndre Ayton is already changing that defense, okay? So uh, two things I would take out of this group. The Suns are going to be fucking good. They already have their big three. They already have their, like, the the Harden, uh, Thunder, uh, Katie uh thing where you can tell they're going to be good but they're actually more balanced out across the roster which is great and the other thing to take from this is Kevin Durant is going to be on the next next year just mark my words hear it right now Kevin Durant is gone from the Warriors okay should we go to our next grouping huh Fabrizio Oh I have a question for you We're not there yet Oh sorry <laughs> I don't have a question for you yet Not yet I'm going to have one but not Shortly. yet Shortly not, not yet it's our next McConaughey movie. See if you can guess it. Okay. Hey, boss. Want me to do something about that? Because I can. Nah, just keep doing what you're doing. Boss. All right. Pull over up here. Counselor? What can I do for you, big man? Our boy Harold called from the pen, said you're stalling his case. Do you see some more green? I don't get paid. I don't work. We paid you. 5000 That's long gone, Eddie. It's time to refill the tank. What? Another five grand? Ten. Either pay me or go with a public defender. Aren't you going to count it? just did yes and that is indicative of our 22 ranked team not the new jersey nets but the brooklyn nets because sean marks has taken a shitty situation and he's found value and payment did you ever see the lincoln lawyer tommy uh tommy or me Tom, you, you, you look at me and you told me tommy and so tommy. i was super confused it's hard to get tommy off my mind sometimes. i was started like seeing crumbs in my shirt he just like... lives in my brain and him and his fucking wasabi dust just munching over there i jesus I, yeah I, I are you getting paid right now tommy yeah <laughs> anyone's getting paid here it's it's tommy it's just tommy paid. tommy's the only one getting paid here i'm doing i'm doing hard work <laughs> you're eating um, you know, almonds. Wasabi almonds. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to eat anything if you're getting paid. No. no. That's how it works. That's how capitalism works. Let, Tell him, Let capitalism work like that. Tell him. Eating and working at the same time, you know. Yeah. You don't eat on somebody else's time. I'm a communist probably. then, I think, based on that. Yeah, your generation is all fucking communists. They're all communists. They're, They're destroying all the world. Dirty communists. I know. Dirty pinko fucking communists. Oh, God. With their, how do you think you get those wasabi almonds? Capitalism time. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that. there's no way Sergio is going to bring you um, oh, wasabi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Social, uh, no, no, no. Uh, capital, capitalism, and globalization. Yeah, wasabi globalization made this. Wasabi was made. Wasabi almonds. Yeah, know? man, you're eating. You're you're in the top of the world. You're, yeah, you're living on happy. top of the world, and he's not happy. You're not happy. Just man. not happy. Why? Fucking Tommy. Do we have a question here for our twenty second ranked team? I think. Remember, like I told you, I have a question, and then I didn't have it. <laughs> well, I think he's coming back to my Is mind. Is he coming back to you? I, By the way, thank you for wearing your basketball shirt today. Oh, thank it's you. It's a great. It's a. It's a Michael Jordan shirt. It's great. Fantastic. It'd be better if it fit, but it's a great shirt. It's, yeah, it's a great shirt. <laughs> It is. It has all his championships on it, and he's jumping and dunking. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I love uh, it so much. Okay. Was this the worst trade of all time? <laughs> Shen Joshi? Was this the worst trade of all time? You know, there have been some bit, pretty bad <laughs> trades. I would say Helen of Troy for all of Troy was a bad trade. Is the you same family? I mean? The Troy family? Well, Helen no, of, not related. Did she become Helen of Troy, right? After she went there? Because she was with King Agamemnon. And then Paris. I don't know anything her. about like the people where you're talking. Oh, they don't teach you the Greek classics, don't no. in Chile? They 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 forget all these characters. Oh, because you went to like that Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, school, yeah, yeah. Right? I tell you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it that, that he's like? Uh, we it was like all uh, street children like an Aladdin. We didn't have any hopes. Or no, there was, was a teacher telling us like, be good workers. Don't <laughs> even try. It. You know, like just. Maybe one day you can afford wasabi almonds. One day. One day, if you just. Yeah, but no, that didn't happen to me. Never get the wasabi almonds. <laughs> you never, never got the wasabi yeah. almonds. No. Yeah. But um, what's this the worst trade of all time? I don't know. I would say Trent Richardson for a first-round pick is pretty bad. But I think this is the worst trade for all time. If you don't remember, uh, the trade happened in 2011 or 2010 when they traded the Celtics, traded very washed Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett for like every pick the brook the nets had between 2010 and 2019 these are these are the players that um that they've lost not through just the garnett pierce trade but just through the various dumb trades that they've made since 2010 in 2011 they lost the number three pick which became enos Cantor. in 2012 they lost the number six pick which became damian lillard in 2014 they lost the 17 pick became james young 15, they lost the 15th pick, which became Kelly Ubra. And 2016, they lost the number three pick, which became Jalen Brown. In 2017, they lost the number one pick, which was Markel Fultz. Um, and next year, they will give up their first round pick. They will not see a lottery, a likely a lottery selection until 2019, man. That is crazy. And that is what? The worst trade of, of all, all time. time. Yes. <laughs> and from this shit, Sean Marks has done a fantastic job. They had the one thing, Fabrizio. They had cap space is what they had. They had cap space. What is, so, that? What is that? Cap space is like so there's a cap in the NBA that teams can only spend this much money. Okay. So he didn't have any draft picks to get young talent. But what he did have was cap space. So what he did is he took on bad contracts from other teams. Got it. And he got, like, first-round picks that he could get, which were really not that great first-round picks, mid-level first-round picks. But it still allowed him to rebuild and get some young assets in there. Remember Fugazi? Exactly. Should we move on to our next pairing? But I wanted to have one uh, point on The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, did you see The Lincoln Lawyer? Yes. The Link, did you like that film, The Lincoln Lawyer? 
It was a long time ago, and I remember thinking McConaughey was cool. Yeah, okay. See, because this was after his long rom-com period. Yeah. And this was one of the first movies where he decided. In the 90s, he had that early stretch with the time to kill, Dazed and Confused, and then he went hardcore rom-com. This yeah. was after the rom-com period. He's one of his first movies where he's like, okay, McConaughey's playing something else. And it was a hit. How much money did it make? Uh, made $87 million. Pretty fucking good. Good movie. Pretty good. Yeah, and what good was numbers. Ron Solid numbers. Solid numbers, bro. Uh, why, why all these uh, rom-coms, the posters have like, uh, like they're white backgrounds or one color backgrounds? Because it's only white people in it and they need their skin <laughs> to show. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guessing. it's always like that. Always the way to like, oh, this is going to be a bad movie. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, just yeah, see yeah. the poster and see like the color of the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure, you'll be like, oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, fantastically yeah. so. I'm so glad. You're so good at this, Fabrizio. Thank you. you don't even know. Do you know why? I don't know. I don't know. Because we're now moving on to the uh, Matthew McConaughey rom-com oh. portion of the NBA preseason rankings. <laughs> the next three of these are all Matthew McConaughey rom-coms. All the classics. All correlate to a different level of shittiness. Okay? <laughs> yes. Um, what is our next grouping? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm are ready. You ready. I don't think anyone. Tommy, let me know if you can get this movie. I don't think Fabrizio would have seen this. Let me see. Do you watch rom-coms a lot? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you like rom-coms? Yeah. Okay, maybe you'll get it. Let me just say this. No. Why not? Because. Tell me after we crash. I'll give me something to look for. This is not queued up at right, Fabrizio. What this is, is fool's gold. It's Kate Hudson oh. and McConaughey making out as the plane is crashing. There, There's the sound <laughs> of a motorcycle. Yes. Uh, it was a plane. It was a plane. That was my fault. I thought the whole time there was a motorcycle. Up. That one was my fault. Okay. <laughs> I queued the wrong clip. But here's why this is important. Okay. okay. Fool's gold. How much money did fool's gold make? 70 million. 70 million. Not bad. 70 Not bad. million. Yeah. Pretty decent. But uh, how do you feel about being in the middle in life? Uh, being in the, like Malcolm in the middle or like. Like uh, just average. Is being average good? I don't like that, man. Why don't you like being average? I like excellence. You like excellence. I was life, I, right? I, I was born to shine. But what if you can't shine? What if you're just average? Oh, man, I will feel devastated. Thank God it's not my case, right? but yeah. I know, but that is the case for our next three teams, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It is the 21st-ranked Charlotte Hornets, the 20th-ranked Detroit Pistons, Oof. and the 19th-ranked Los Angeles Clippers for Breezy. They're not what doing you, great. They're not doing – well, they're doing average. Oh, average. That's they're worse. They're not doing bad. They're doing, doing average. Good. I think you know? this is a debate, like if it's better to bad or do average. That's a good question. Is it better to be bad or is it better to be average People, in the NBA and in sports? And we can connect it to movies because think about this. You yeah. remember bad movies. Right. But you don't remember average movies. You can make a career out of bad movies. You can make a career of bad movies, but you can't make a career of Vin average Diesel movies. Vin Diesel does it all the time. Yeah, he's still doing it. He's still doing it today. And no one cares. Ashton Kutcher's made a career out of kind of, you Just know, bad, bad movies. work. Exactly. But when you, you remember, like, I, I, like, I mean, this is a kind of a seaway, but, like, when you think about the Marvel Universe, yeah. there's so many movies, you know? 
And most of them, you don't remember what happened. It's like, yeah, there was a good guy and a bad guy. What happened in the middle? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it's more like a feeling. Somebody once told me that exactly. about comedy. It was one of the, not an old-timer, but an established guy. And he was like, you know, at the end of the day, people aren't going to matter or aren't going to remember what you said or the content. They're just going to remember how you made them feel. Whoa. And they'll say, oh, I like that guy or I don't like that guy. And that's what they remember from a show yeah. more than like an individual like joke or something like that. That's you know? what happened with like average. Like you don't have any – no feelings. So no you can't feelings. remember. No feelings. I would rather be bad than average. You I know what you, I mean? I especially, think, yeah. especially in the NBA. Especially in comedy. Especially in comedy. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some bad people get some good agents. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what you should look for if you're looking for an agent. <laughs> don't. Look for like the people you think are super talented no, who have like bad. Look for like see somebody who you think oh that person's terrible but they're doing all this. That's the agent. That's you the want. guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. who you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show me. Aren't you just impressed by my knowledge of so many so things? many things you can learn in this podcast? I like, know, right? Wasabi almonds. Wasabi and almonds. <laughs> the government in Chile and dictatorships yes. and all these tips about your career. Right. This is so good. Right. Um. Yeah, the middle is the worst place to be in sports, though. Yeah. In life, it's pretty good. I think this middle can get you places in life. But in the sports, like middle in life is like, you know, accountant, you know, kids go oh, to college. I think that's another thing. Like, that's nice. There's a lot of people who don't want to be remembered. Yeah. And for them, average is the best place. But don't having not wanting to be remembered is great. It's great. nobody's being remembered. And no one cares. And you don't live you know? your life with that whole burden. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and no one, at the end of the day, no one's going to remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Everything. Yeah. No one's going to remember any of this shit. Yeah. But for the NBA, it's terrible. It's better to be bad than to be good. Like, if you're bad, you just need to tank fucking hard. You just need to hit rock bottom in your life. And like, probably, probably if you're doing bad, uh, there's more commentators trying to, like, yeah. resolve this issue. When you're average... People don't even try. No People one cares. People don't try. Yeah. People don't try. You know what I mean? But maybe like, you know, the Clippers actually have a chance because L.A. People want to come to L.A. And okay. people don't want to play with LeBron. Like oh. that's a whole thing. So Kawhi may go there. And uh, the Hornets need to figure out what they want to do with Kemba. But um, the Pistons are fucked. In 2020, they're going to be paying Blake Griffin $37 million and Andre Drummond $28 million, Okay? That is insane. That's like quick math, $50, $65 million. The Pacers will be paying uh, Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner $38 million that same season. That's crazy. All right, should we move to our next movie? I think it's time. You know what I really love, Fabrizio? What you really love, Chen Joshi? I love Joshi. trailers from like the 90s and Oh, 80s. yeah. Yeah, that's There's fun. There's a certain quality to them. What was – like this is a question. Like what was the last trailer with a voiceover? I think about that all the time. And I saw one the other day. Like, I can't remember for the life of me what I was, but there was a voiceover. But now they do it so subtly that you don't, you don't even remember. notice it. Ah. But I know what you mean. Like the this Christmas. What was the last movie was like? Kevin you know, guys, gets this lost is getting again. out of touch. But like we're gonna do it once <laughs> again just to see what happened. I don't know. We're gonna get a crack investigative team on that as soon as he wipes yes. uh, wasabi dust off his t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's a trailer for our next movie. Oh, you are already falling in love with me. I'm gonna make you wish you were dead. Hi. Hey there. Gang's all here. And all the girls dream that they'd be Ben's you know partner. 
baby. How to lose a man in no, ten days? No. This is how to lose a guy a in guy. ten days. Yeah. And if you had to guess one team, Tommy, who would it be? How? To, oh man. It should be pretty obvious. Uh, the, the Warriors? No, Minnesota Timberwolves and Jimmy. Butler. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because there's this question I have. Because uh, he wants to leave. It's like, where do you think Jimmy Butler will go? Anywhere but Minnesota. He's been on TV like right after practices. They'll get an argument to practice, and then he'll go sit down with ESPN and be like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Which is why, yeah. for a little bit, I thought uh, maybe the movie should be Amistad. <laughs> okay. But I thought maybe that was insensitive, so I would just say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, the Timberwolves don't know what the fuck they're doing. This is Kevin Garnett talking about um, about about the Jimmy Butler situation, the Timberwolves owner. I totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't change your owner first. I don't know. The Timberwolves are fucked. There's just nothing they can do until they lose Jimmy Butler and soon, preferably in 10 days. Now, should we go to our next Matthew McConaughey rom-com? Let's do it. Right? This is actually inspiring. Are you ready to learn something about life? I need I need something. Okay, because I fucked up the last two cues. <laughs> this would <laughs> better work. All right, um, this is a movie called Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, and we're gonna get a nice little soliloquy about pain and regret from none other than Matthew McConaughey. I am sorry about destroying your wedding cake, going to second base with your mother, uh, knocking your dad unconscious right there, and basically. Breaking up your wedding. Sorry. That being said, I am begging you, begging you, don't run away. All right? You and Paul have something so rare, all right, so powerful. Don't chicken out now. Chicken out? He cheated. Oh, get over it. It was years ago. All right, we're with some slutty friend of yours. Yeah, that's true. A friend, incidentally, who you're not even mad at. And you know why? Me. Because you don't actually care. You love Paul so much you forgave him the second you heard. And that's what scares you. You have no idea how I feel. Yes, no idea. Yes, I do. I've been in your shoes. You know what? It scared the hell out of me, too. What if she hurt me? You know, what if she left me? What if she died? Yes. It had been the end of me. Yeah. So I cut it short before she ever could. Yeah. And you know what? What? It's the biggest mistake I have ever made. Oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> There's no scenes like this in the movie anymore. If I'm gonna sit by and watch. No. You gotta risk love, There's Sandra. No. Risk it. Risk it. I didn't. Look at me. Yes. An empty, lonely ghost of a man. Ghost. It doesn't mean that you're never gonna get hurt. <laughs> but I can guarantee you this. Any pain that you feel will never ever compared to the regret that comes from walking away from love. And some of us felt a lot he's, of both. He's right. Trust he's me. Right. Pain. Did he feel that? Damn, he's right. Did he feel that? Beats regret every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Don't run away. Don't run away. I don't, don't want to run away. Ladies and gentlemen, don't run away. Don't run away. I just wow. have a question. Is he Sigmund Freud or Carl Jung? Which one is he? Uh, Carl Young. Carl Young. Yeah. There's so much like analysis in that. Like, I think I just need a moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just thinking about my life. You know I, what I, mean? I 
I think there's no scenes like that in movies anymore, and I, and that pissed me off because now if, because it, no one stopped to like say something meaningful in yeah. a movie anymore, right? You know, just I mean, crazy rich Asians maybe <laughs> maybe tried to what do that. What was the meaningful scene in Crazy Rich Asians? When like the old lady was talking with the other old lady, and they were like, "Oh, really? Life is more important than." But I don't even remember, you know. Yeah, but. This this things like happen in movies anymore. They don't. Yeah, I like why? also those old school, not this type of rom com, but like the older yeah, school yeah, rom com. Yeah, yeah. And you know, one movie that I thought was really good that achieved that that a lot of people didn't like is Boz Lerman's Australia. I fucking love. Oh, that I didn't movie, watch it, man. It's so good. It's so good. Um, what about like when people used to say the name of the movie? On the movie, you remember what that time? Well, he kind of did it right yeah, there. Yeah, he, he, he didn't like, do like the like, whole I'm thing. A ghost I'm the ghost of a man. Of a man. Yeah. But you remember I like always the time? That. Remember I always that loved time? that. I was like, did they plan that, or was it like afterwards they were like, oh, that would be. They a were good reading line. the script, and I was like, you know, this is this, this is, is the name. This I think is we it. find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. probably was the opposite. It was like we not we need to it say. It could be really annoying, like Titanic, way too many times. Yeah. Way too many times. What do you have a question about? Oh. I should say Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass. These are the 17th-ranked Cavs, the 16th-ranked Heat, and the 15th-ranked Spurs. Okay, so this is my question. Yes. And I, I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm ready. Well, how should these teams move on? I don't know. It's hard moving on from a difficult relationship, isn't oh, it, yeah. Fabrizio? It What's is. the hardest relationship you ever had to move on from? I had a relationship. Like, I, I was in a relationship for seven years. Oh, really? Seven years. Seven years. That's a long time. So when we break up, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's like almost long enough to become a doctor. I moved to a different country. <laughs> oh, is, this, is, this, what, is that what precipitated no. the move here? No, 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 no. But it was, yeah, it was like. I, I know your girlfriend now is very lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was a weird year. You know, you need like from a long relationship, you need like a weird year after that. A weird year. Yeah, yeah. Where you get weird. But you get weird. Everything <laughs> get gets weird. weird. Everything gets weird. Yeah. And you're and like. And you like weird yourself out. And then you're like. Oh. Yeah, and one day you're like naked in a bus station and you're like what what happened? Yes, here? exactly. Which should happen to the teams stuck in the middle? They need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Before then you can rebuild. Then you rebuild and you as a person exactly. and you become a better human being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You need the bad rom-coms to be to, to do interstellar. You need a bad rom-com to do interstellar. But um that's so funny that you say that. Um, yeah, I, I actually saw something, and like scientifically, they were saying it takes half of the length of that relationship oh. to get over it. So two years and a half? No. So if you were seven years, it would be three and a half three years. Three and a half to years. To really emotionally and unwind in every way. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. No, but truly, like, I think the weird year, it's a, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. For a long relationship, you need the, the weird, weird year. year. Yeah, 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 I agree. To I take agree. it out of your system to like, yeah. yeah. Put it in your system and then take it take out. Take it again. out, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, uh, but all these teams had have significant others that are no longer with us. The Cavs and Heat, of course, LeBron, and the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, it's really hard in sports once you lose that player. Like some franchises just never recover. Like the Broncos after Elway took to Manning. The Dolphins still haven't recovered from Marino. The Heat still haven't recovered from Braun. You could argue the Knicks haven't recovered from their 90s era either. But um, but I think the Spurs are actually going to be pretty decent. I was excited for them this year because people were sleeping on them. Yeah, they were the 6 or 7 seed last year, but they were and they were one game away from missing the playoffs. But they were also one game away from being the three seed. Like, that's how crazy the West was last year. 
You know, that the three yeah. seed was like 47 games and then like the nine seed was like 45 games. So it was pretty crazy. And and that was without Kawhi Leonard. And then you're just adding DeMar DeRozan to that same squad, you know? So I thought they had a really good chance of maybe being the two seed or the three seed. And then who knows? The Warriors get injured. And then all of a sudden, Pop has another chance at the finals against, against the Celtics or whoever's there. But... Uh, Instead, the injury kind of happened to Deontay Murray, which is sad because I know Spurs people were really excited about him. So they'll probably kind of finish where most people thought. But um, but this, the same way that you say that in relationships, you need like half of the time to recover. For these teams, how long do you think it's going to take them to recover? Or what is John like the, Elway retired from the Denver Broncos in 1998, and they didn't functionally – effectively move on to a new era until 2011 wow you know so some teams just never happens i mean if you look at the miami dolphins they john elway retired in 19 john elway dan marino retired in 95 and after that 96 they still in 2018 this, wow are still looking for a quarterback so for some teams it just never happens so do you think for some and people the browns it's been since fucking <laughs> jim brown in 1955 so but you think some people never recover from a long relationship? Some people never recover from long relationships. They, it shatters them and they change. Yeah. You know? Some people go from weird year just to weird person. But also like I think that happened. <laughs> it's true yeah, though. That, that, but also that happened when people like get out of a relationship when they're older. Yeah. I think when you're young, you still have like you can rebuild yourself. But people who are like in their 40s mm. and they have like a weird face, that weird face is now their life. It can go both ways because you can also be older and more mature. Oh, yeah. And just That's move also true. on, which is what I think the Spurs are. Yeah, yeah. Popovich. But like some people, like they reach that thing, you know, where they just like, I have a friend, where they just get like every relationship just doesn't work and they're yeah. fine with it. Yeah. And they don't seem like emotional. A way out of like, yeah, just dating. Has divorce culture gone too far, Fabrizio? I'm worried about that. No. I do think I do think some people give up on relationships too easy. I read you know, like every relationship has really, really hard points. Yeah. Where in the past That's they how were it forced to work through it. Yeah, because the family and, and friends was and the church was like, you're going to die in hell if you <laughs> you know, if you get out of that relationship. Right, right, which I'm not saying that's good. <laughs> yeah. But they, they were still like good relationships. They were trying, of, yeah, yeah, they were trying harder. Yeah. But the thing is like uh, now, according to like a thing I read on the internet, the millennials are like getting less divorced just because they 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 marry with someone they know more. Oh, you know, really? They, they get married so easily. Oh, really? You know, because... Well, and it used to be like, oh, you met someone and you're married next year. Now it's like they take them a long time. They really try to shoot someone. Yeah. So they get less divorce. Yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, we're actually the world. Global warming is a huge problem. I'm not going to talk about that, though. Well, uh, it's another, fake. Another, another, it's fake news. But the, another big problem is um, depopulation. Mm -hmm. After the baby boomers go, the world is kind of facing a children of men situation. Yeah, yeah. Like fertility rates are falling. Um, and millennials aren't having kids. They're not having sex or kids anymore, you know, because why would you want to have a kid, really? But I guess it's, it's capitalism. It's capital. Uh, yeah, you can't even afford to have a kid. Like well, a gross. How? You're gonna if have, you want to talk. Yeah. It's like a career or a kid. So it means like or work exactly. or a family. It, you can't do both anymore. If you want to talk about make America great again, go back to the 1950s where CEO pay was like seven times or 20 times, not 5,000 times. Yeah. In 1955, a grocer, a milkman, could afford a house and send his kids to college. 
All right. And everyone says everyone just lies to say, oh, yeah, America, if you have a job, you should be able to do everything. You know what I mean? That's a lie when people say it. because, because you do, need two or three regular people need two or three jobs yeah. a lot of times just to be able to send their kids. But, college. college debt is ridiculous. It, man. But, but the thing is, what and they this do. is what's turning these kids fucking communists. Just have competent capitalism. Good. What happened is like uh, the, the people. It, they put like responsibility on you. You're the one who's not working enough. You're the one who's not doing enough. Yeah. You know, when you're the one who's not taking care of your yo, kids. You're the one. And so you feel like, okay, no one's going to help me. I have to like, I don't want to bring someone else to this, you know, yeah. in America. Problem. If, if you work a full-time job in America, you work a full-time job in America. You should be able to do that same shit. People were doing in the fifties. You should be able to yeah. buy a dwelling and you should be able to send your kids in college. What is this business that they've started that they put kids 60, 70, 80 grand in debt just to get an education? That's ridiculous. You're loan sharking your children to, to corporations, man. You're making me sound like Fabrizio. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, should we move on to I think, our... I think Tommy just he Tommy, didn't care anymore. Tommy's just like, what? No, uh, I care. No, Tommy, see, this is, no one, this is why we don't change shit right here. Tommy, are you going to vote? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to vote. Where? Where? Yeah. Are you uh, in California? You, you can't still vote back home. No, I did. This before. kids, we got to tell them, give up on your dreams, move back to the red states and so you yeah, can vote there. You can vote there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I call it Operation Red State. Operation Red State. Give up on your dreams. <laughs> the traffic is too bad. You know? Okay. Let's move to the next one. I think we're at the wrong meeting, as the great Bill Hicks used yes. to say. Let's move on to the next. Oh, what was that? Ghost of Girlfriends Pass. Yes. Okay. Ghost of Girlfriends Pass. And my next, which is my favorite rom-com, Matthew McConaughey rom-com of all time. And it's just one one phrase. This one goes out. Shout out to Trevor Smith. He already knows what's coming here. Get the fuck out of the car. Get the fuck out of the car. Get the fuck out of the car. That is the great <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in the PG-13 failure to launch telling Sarah Jessica Great Parker movie. to get the fuck out of my car. I love the... Okay, he plays 35-year-old Trip. Tommy, do you have the synopsis for this? Just read the synopsis. It's amazing. Read this. I love this. All right, one sec. Let me switch to it. Failure to launch. Oh. <laughs> Trip, a 35-year-old professional layabout, is happy to stay home where he's waited on hand and foot by his mum, Sue. However, she and her husband Al have had enough and decide that to, and decide to get him to leave. They have to use subtle methods. So they hire Paula, who will horse use her face. feminine wiles. Horse, horse face. face. Will horse use her face. feminine wiles to lever him so out of the family fun. home. I love how in South Park she I think she actually has a, a horse's head <laughs> face there. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 I yeah, see yeah. that. Look at Tommy with his disapproving millennium. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. South Park has been amazing this season, though. I didn't watch it yet. They straddled the line perfectly between, like, um, you know, making fun of, uh, like, conservatives for the bullshit and the Trump bullshit, but also making fun of the PC left for, like, their bullshit. They, they just walked the perfect middle line. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it's it. so good. And they've been doing this thing in recent seasons where, um, where they actually have a narrative. Yeah, like yeah, for the whole season. The whole season, which is just, like, fucking amazing. But this is Failure to Launch, my favorite. Great movie. Matthew McConaughey rom-com. Not only does it have Matthew McConaughey playing a guy named Trip. 
It also has a very early Bradley Cooper appearance. What? And he plays a guy named Demo. Demo. Yes. <laughs> Demo and Trip. I picked these for the 14th ranked Wizards, 13th ranked Thunder, and the 12th ranked Blazers, who are teams whose uh, who the collection of their parts is greater than their sum. You know what I mean? The reverse of that saying. Yeah. You know. They have all the talent in the world, but they haven't been able to put it together and to launch. So that's what, do you have a question for us here? Yeah, why is this your favorite Matthew McConaughey rom com? I think for those reasons that I already stated. There's oh. just a great uh, so you there's me, a great charm to it. You tell me something and then you make me yes, do the question exactly. for the thing you're exactly. in response. Exactly. That's how you keep the structure. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes, it makes sense, sense, right? But that was great. Um uh, I just it was just like had a very charming quality and Zoe Deschanel also oh. where she steals the scenes in it. She should have actually been maybe the female lead. What's she doing this? now? Uh, the new girl. She got her money, man. Just stealing the she new girl. Network sitcom, fucking eight, nine years, seven years. You're 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 set for life if you're not if you don't fall into the cocaine trap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never know when the cocaine trap is the gonna catch you. Get, the cocaine you... trap get hit at any moment. <laughs> Never know. Charlie Sheen, he hit the reserves. Yeah. That fucking two and a half med money. He thought that was good. I thought that was gonna last him forever. Yeah. He was making ridiculous amount of money. But then on you know more than movie stars. You know what is the more worst? Than the top th- movie thing star. about that thing is like. They bring Ashton Kutcher to replace you. Yeah. You know that's yeah. oh, man. that's not good. He got replaced yeah. by the Kutch. He got replaced that's by the Kutch. Bad. But this was this marks the end of Matthew McConaughey's rom com period. Which which before we get into why he moved on from it, Tommy, give us the box office receipts from Failure to Launch, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, uh, and what was the other one? How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Quick recap, none of these got reviews over 50%, but all of them are among his most profitable movies. Uh, you got $177 million, $102 million, $128 million. That is ridiculous. It you is. know what I mean? Yeah. I can see why he kept making those. Well, if you have a career like that, you don't need to change, but this is the thing why we love Matthew. Because he <laughs> why, do we, why do we love him? Because he decided to change on success. He reinvented himself yeah. on top of success. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't happen very yeah. often. Yeah, Bob Dylan does the same thing. That's yeah. how you have longevity in your career, right? You reinvent yourself on success. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Fist pound. That's good. He that's, says, that's what, what do you say? the name of my next special. It's called <laughs> Reinventing Myself on Success. I love that. I love that. Um, but, 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 What did he say? The whole thing was a 180 for myself. There was this narrative of then and now. I said, fuck the bucks. I'm going for the experience. You know what I mean? And he said he said no to all these um, he said no to all these rom-com roles. And he said he didn't get a single offer for eight months. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that it helps when you get rough. that rom-com money. Yeah, the rom-com money. And also, like, the he was already a rich guy. Right. Oh, because his dad and yeah. Rooster. So, I mean, he's not about money. Yes. He was already about rich. the experience. Yeah. Mm. Exactly, and taking his shirt off. That was the Matthew McConaughey shirtless <laughs> period where he didn't wear a shirt for like seven years. All right. Our next one. I'm excited about this. Oh, don't worry about it. All right, rule number one, this is the what can you touch and not. Now, let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here. Now, I want to go with you rules with y'all tonight. Yeah, it ain't that hard. Don't worry about it. All right, rule number one. This is the what can you touch and not touch rule. Can you touch it? Can you touch it? This is a great movie. Na, 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 na. 
Tag and tie. Can you touch that? Can you touch it? No, 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 no. And finally, last one, ladies. Can you touch this? Can you rock and touch this? No, no, no. Well, that too, the law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. Right? And I don't see a cop in sight. All right? Hey, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I think I see a lawbreaker, but I don't see any cops inside. <laughs> that is a great magic mic. And what is the question for this one, Fabrizio? I have a good question for this one. Uh, did you buy this DVD? <laughs> yes, I own it on <laughs> DVR, DVD, really? Laserdisc. You have a Betamax now? Betamax. No, but my favorite part of Magic Mike is how like Channing Tatum just wants to be a carpenter. <laughs> like he's just a stripper with dreams. Yeah. You know what he I mean? Just be a car- he like, just wants to be a car- like Jesus. Kind of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, he just like, wants to be like Jesus. You think like if, if Jesus wasn't like son of God, he'll be like a good carpenter or like a cheaty one? Well, I know he had sweet abs. He could be a good, you know, yeah. dancer maybe. Yeah. He could yeah. work in both like carpenter during daytime and yeah. dancing nighttime. Well, was he a carpenter or was just Joseph a carpenter? No, I think Jesus was a carpenter. But for what, how many years? Uh, well, he started in the carpentry business when he was 16. Right. And uh, he started doing, like, houses for birds at the beginning. Right. And then <laughs> he moved to, like, for birds. little furniture, you know. Well, you know, for a guy who can turn water into wine, you would think, you know, he could turn a tree into a I mean, you know, he took it very seriously. He didn't use his powers when he was about carpentry. So he was seven years old debating <laughs> with the Romans and stuff. Like, wow, this guy knows more than, like, the wisest men. And they were like, what should he do? Uh, chairs. <laughs> He's just doing chairs. He's he should make chairs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I picked Magic Mike was uh, for our 11th Milwaukee Bucks. And that is the hope that Magic Mike Budenholzer can unlock that offense and finally unlock all of Giannis Kupo's potential, the Greek freak. Um, there's a lot of NBA people who are really excited for Buden, for Bud, for Bud. Uh, who was the coach of the Hawks when they won, you know, 67 games or whatever that one year because he is a Spurs disciple and he knows how to craft an offense. So they're really excited about the Bucks this year. I don't see it. I don't think so. No? I don't think – I think Giannis is great, but it's always that untapped potential thing. Mm. I think until he gets to the Knicks with Chris Stapps and Kevin Durant, we won't see, like, full Giannis. Okay. You know, I think he still needs that, like, that guy with him. Which he doesn't have in Milwaukee. What's the relationship with he Mighty needs, Mike? Like, so, Mike Budenholzer, the coach. Oh, it's just but a name. Also, you had Channing Tatum. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. Who's a very, you know, young guy, but potential. Yes. But can he carry a movie by himself? Yeah, no. no. He needed the great. He needed the great Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Did everybody get it, Tommy? Did you get it? Got it. Got it. Let's keep going. Next fucking movie. Is frailty? Do you see frailty? No. What did Magic Mike do at the box office, by the way? I mean, Magic Mike, 167 million. That's really? one of his top three. Yeah, and 80 percent Rotten Tomatoes. People yeah, Magic really Mike. People movie. love Magic Mike, but I feel Who's like the director who directed Magic Mike? Steven Soderbergh. Oh, yeah, Soderbergh. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're like, I can't believe this guy. Soderbergh is legit, but yeah. Soderbergh has a history of doing shit like that. Like, he did uh, the Girlfriend Experience with Sasha Gray. Oh yeah, I remember the, that movie. The porn star. 
Yeah, but yeah. this is different. I think this Which is she's like, like massive movie, like big. But she wasn't like good enough actress to carry it. It was like, but she wasn't worse than Sofia Coppola in Godfather Three. <laughs> but it was that same type of like. But she was a good actress. In... She has other work yeah. that she's good in. She was... She's the intellectual. She porn wrote star. some books. She's written books. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, no one ever read them, but. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is Frailty. If you haven't seen Frailty, it's a movie I think written and directed. I was, I'm going to skip the clip in the interest of time. It's a. It's a movie uh, written and directed by uh, Bill Paxton, the late, great Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen Twister. Yeah, yeah, One of our great natural disaster movies. Great movie. I fucking love Twister. You know, but... Uh, the, like, if you watch it now, like, the 3D and all that still works? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Also, I had the biggest crush on Helen Hunt growing up. I loved oh, Helen yeah, Hunt, she's, dude. she's hot. She was nice. Um, but uh, Frailty, a movie about gruesome injuries, shallow graves, and prophecy. It's a horror movie from the turn of the millennia. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't seen it, it's definitely one you should watch, man. It's fucking good. I'll put it in my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an angel speaks to Bill Paxton and tells him uh, you know, that he has to kill these certain people before – before Jesus can come back or some shit like that. Oh yeah. So it's happened to me. Kids are like kids are like I oh, can my. feel related to that. Exactly, right? <laughs> the kids are like, "Oh, our dad's crazy." You know what I mean? And then uh, he starts murdering people. Oh fuck. Starts serial killing and the kids don't know like what the fuck to do, so they're trapped with this fucking serial killer. Poor kids. Yeah, poor kids. But they're frail, just like the our 10th ranked team, the Philadelphia 76ers. I think this is the most overrated team. Do you have a question for them? I have a really like complex question. That you have a complex be hard question? for me to tell. But it's like, Vegas have the Sixers. Vegas. Vegas? Ve- Vegas? Yeah. Okay. At f- <laughs> 54.5. Wins. That's amazing that you know the Vegas overs and unders for the I seasons. I know. I, I I don't know why, but like I just remember this yeah. information. Yeah. Uh, will you take the over or under? Fifty-four point five wins. I will put the fucking mortgage on the under, and I will walk the fuck away, knowing I'm a rich man. Just hoping I don't get stoned enough to lose the fucking betting ticket. There's not a chance in hell the Sixers are gonna get more than fifty-four wins this season. Print it, Tommy. Write it down. Write it down. There's not a chance. They are the most overrated team. Like this is the team I want in the playoffs. You know what I mean? I want the Sixers so bad. I would do such sweet and lovely things to them. I would take them out to dinner. I would buy them dessert. That's how bad I want the Sixers in the first round. Man. Really? I want, or the second round. I want the Pacers to play them. Embiid is annoying. Not to mention he's hurt all the time. Frailty. You know what I mean? Uh, Simmons hurt first season. Frailty. Right? Also, Simmons is the worst best player in the league. You know what I mean? He's the least effective good player in the NBA because he won't shoot. Super weird. He took like one three last year. That's crazy. That is insane. And what happened is uh, against the Celtics is what every team will do in the playoffs when it's not the regular season. You know, you just keep him from going in the lane and you dare him to shoot. It's simply that it's simply that simple. And then there's Marco Fultz frail who has completely gone fucked and has no idea how to shoot. Like they were 25 and 25 last year essentially a 500 team and then they won their last 16 games it just happens to be every single one of those last 16 games was against an opponent under 500 all right who they play last above 500 the indiana pacers who won all right let's move on to the next team holy shit we have so many to go through I mean, it's a long career. We're it's talking a about a guy career. with a lot of success. It's a long in a different career. in different areas, different kind of movies. Yes, 
This is going to take us like a couple of days. No, we're almost there. Oh. We're almost okay. to the end. We are almost I was there. ready for a couple of days. We're at this. the good ones. We're in the top 10, baby. Oh, yeah. Great. We're in the top 10 NBA preseason teams. We're into the meat of the reconnaissance. All right? The meat <laughs> of what brought McConaughey How we get to like the contemporary McConaughey. The contemporary McConaughey yes. is where we My are. My favorite one. My favorite McConaughey. All right? And my favorite McConaughey character, Rust Cole. Mm. Time is a flat circle. What's that, Nietzsche? Shut the fuck up. Put it down. <laughs> Someone once told me time is a flat circle. Time is a flat it's flash. circle. It's just flash. And once again, LeBron James is with a new team, a new young squad. And what the fuck are they going to be? We will find out. Do you have a question for these guys? Uh, yeah, I have a question for these guys. And my question is, do the Lakers beat True Detective Season 1 or Season 2? That is an <laughs> interesting question. I, I know. I just mixed the whole thing. Because you know? True Detective Season 1 is one of my top five Amazing. television seasons of Amazing. all time. True Detective Season 2, not and that good. not so much. I think they have a chance to be... True Detective Season 1. This may be, at the end of the day, the best team LeBron James ever plays for. And let me explain what I mean. I think Brian, or Brian, um, Brandon Ingram could end up being his Scottie Pippen. He hasn't had a player that, you can say Kyrie, Dwayne, Bosch. He hasn't a play, had a player that directly fits into who he is, who's like, you know, the, the Ren to his Stimpy, the Burt to his Ernie, the Fabrizio to his Sean. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. He hasn't found that, but it could be Ingram because Ingram has the skills that kind of fit in next to him. He can be a point forward. He runs the pick and roll like a motherfucker. He can let LeBron chill. And if he gains a little muscle, he can really be something on the defensive end. You have Lonzo, who people are sleeping on. He's already a top five defensive point guard already. And that three is back. He can shoot that three. You have Kuz. Kuz is his great. And Josh Hart may have the most heart, no pun intended, amongst all of them. And they're all young. Not only that, they have cap space to sign a max guy. This is going to be a good team. What troubles me is when I see Rajon Rondo starting over Ball. I know he's hurt, but if that continues, they're going to uh, stunt their talent and have a much better chance of being true detective season two. It's also weird. Like, the people they signed to be their bench guys are like crazy guys, like crazy people. Like JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and Rondo's also insane. And also, if you play NBA 2K franchise and you're all capped out and you can't sign any bench guys, those are the guys they let you sign on minimum contracts that you have to fill out your bench. It feels like a total 2K team. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what goes on with them. They have a chance to be really good if anybody wants Probably to come play with LeBron. Probably. They'll be like season, season we'll go. three. We'll go like to. Like, Maybe like season three. People say season three is going to be good. Yeah, we'll Did see. you see the trailer? I, I didn't see. I saw a picture of the trailer. It's, it seems good. Yes. And our next uh, movie. What, what was what was that on Rotten Tomatoes, True Detective? It had to be in the 90s, I would think. Uh, season oh, yeah. one was 87%. That's the average, though. Most episodes got high 90s to 100. Then there was one episode that was like a 60 that brought it down. Okay. I am going to issue our first ever trigger warning. Tommy, do a trigger <laughs> sound. Wow. <laughs> but it isn't a regular trigger warning. It's a trigger warning named for my favorite stripper in New Orleans. Her name is Trigger. Shout out to a certain bachelor party. 
where we went back three times this year, and we knew every time because it would say, trigger to the main stage, trigger. Yeah, see? That's how you do it right there, Tommy. Oh, yes, this is one of my is. characters. This is from the NC-17 movie, uh, Killer Joe. I feel like I should set this up a little bit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when Matthew McConaughey quit taking the rom-coms, he yes. didn't get any roles, right? The two movies that established him after that as being non-rom-com were Lincoln Lawyer, okay, and yes. this one, Killer Joe, which is actually NC-17. Matthew McConaughey plays a hitman, and in this scene, so this, she's done something, try to kill somebody or something, and uh, he comes here, and as punishment, he makes her suck on a chicken wing. Oh, no. Yes. I know what it is. Yeah, Are what you it ready? Is. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Killer Joe. Boyfriend. I'll be your boyfriend. Just for a little while. Just stay down. Stay down. He's wrapping up the chicken. He's bringing over the chicken. chicken is happening. He's Look putting at me. the chicken near his crotch. Suck this. Trigger to the main stage. Trigger. Go fuck yourself. Oh no. You insult me again. I will cut your face off and wear it over my own. Do you understand? This is also a rum gun? I would say this firmly established him outside of the rom com. You made your bed. That's right. Now lie. Now I think this is what happened to Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi embassy. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, well, the chicken part probably. The chicken part yeah. probably. Yeah. Probably. Suck it. Yeah. Do you want me to wear your face? Now suck it. Okay, so she's getting ready to suck it. And the reason I wanted to play this particularly in this, so this is a clip, and I was looking for clips, and then this guy added his own sound effect to the chicken sucking, which I thought was quite unique. Maybe the whole chicken sucking was Matthew McConaughey idea. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, I don't do know. Do you remember in 90s rap albums when they would have, like, the, the dick sucking sound? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have sounds of people, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is, she's sucking the chicken. This is this guy's sound. Easy. Like, who is sucking that dick, man? That was really uncomfortable. That was scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the cable is like, even your computer wanted to try to escape from this sound. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. I think we all just need a moment to recover from that. Yeah. Tommy, what's going on? I think our sound needs a minute to recover from that. Okay, we're good. We're good. But do you have a question? Yeah, I have a question that is like everyone I everyone think is thinking about is this. Thinking yeah, this. it's like how you relate this, you know, chicken penis sucking with the with the teams. I will tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's it's a very like honest question. Like it, because these three teams, you know, who in their own past. Okay. Are we talking about about uh, the McConaughey's before? Are you, you got us, Tommy? 
I want everybody to hear this. Yeah, yeah. No, this so, is so, important. So you know those teens before who never got over their past? Yes. You know what I mean? We talk about that. And this firmly brought these teens into the future. Not only that, they are now motherfucking killers. They are going to make people suck chicken, chicken. wing <laughs> penis. Okay? And that is the eighth-ranked team, the Nuggets. But really, these next two teams are really it. The seventh-ranked Jazz and the sixth-ranked Pellies. Okay? Those are those are The, the Pelicans. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell and Anthony Davis, the unibrow, are both playing Matthew McConaughey. They will make you suck. Hey, Tommy! I'm going to make you suck my chicken wing penis. Wait, plug it back in. Plug it back in? It's not that. I fucked up something on the mic. Uh, yeah, there's... I think they're, they don't want us to keep going after this analogy. <laughs> Tommy Millennial does. Okay, we're good. We're yeah. back. Yeah, and that's Anthony Davis and Donovan Mitchell, who are just killers, and they're young, and they're going to be really good, and I love those guys. It'd be amazing if they ended up on the same team. I would suck their chicken penis wing. You'll be able to I play. I will I mean, suck like, their chicken penis wing. You offer yourself. Wing. I will. I will. That's what did okay. Killer Joe do at the box office, and what was its uh, what was its thing? What did you think? Are you going to watch Killer Joe? Uh, Probably tonight. You should watch Killer yeah. Joe. Killer Joe... Uh... Did 4.7 million at the box office, which was actually 5 million under budget. So it lost 5 million. Oh, are you kidding oh, no. me? No. Oh, fuck. Why people don't want to watch a movie Why with. Why do people the... want to watch a movie with chicken dick? <laughs> it, got, yeah. it got good ratings. I remember but... getting great ratings. Yeah, I got an 80% Rotten Tomatoes, but it did well, not I make think, any money. You know, sometimes McConaughey wasn't trying to make money in this period, and obviously the bu- budget was No, he was, was trying just million, to change the... change the image of who yeah. he was. So yeah. in that, I would say it was success, because there's no way anybody's going to cast that dude no, and I'm, I'm, after that. I'm, I mean, probably there was a sponsor of KFC for that scene, <laughs> so maybe they paid KFC some made money. KFC up the $5 million. Yeah, the placement. Yeah. You know, I'm getting placement hungry. There, so. I'm getting hungry. And the next one. She's sucking. I taste the herbs and spices. <laughs> Thirty-three original KFC herbs and spices. I didn't think your millennial sensibilities would allow you to joke like that, Tommy. Oh yeah, well. Tommy's changing. Tommy's changing. Y'all are Just about to see me. the bad influence right there. Next thing you know, <laughs> he's going to be joining the Proud Boys, doing street brawls in New York City. Yeah. Our next movie, and our number five team. Here's the scene. Fucking faggots everywhere. <laughs> hey, TJ, this is Rayon. Rayon TJ. Hey. Hey. Said hi to you. Take his hand. Come on, buddy. What's your problem? Fuck you. Hey! Oh! And that is me. Tell everybody to fuck off and go back to their miserable lives because the Indiana Pacers are the number five team in our NBA rankings. <laughs> Not only are they the best franchise in the history of sports, we are going to fuck up the league. We are going to fuck up the league and get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to the Celtics in seven games like we always <laughs> do. But that's what we're going to do. People are sleeping on us. Turner and Vic. Oh, my God. They're so good. And Sabonis, the best hands around the rim in the league. You know what I'm saying? 
they have interesting questions going forward about those two. But if I keep talking about them, I will never quit stopping. Do you, do you know what's the problem? The, I, I, for me, this is the thing. Like, yes. I feel that you say you love the Pacers. Right. You say that. You say, I love the Pacers. I love the Pacers. But why you compare them to AIDS? Why you compare them to... AIDS or AIDS? <laughs> AIDS. AIDS. HIV. I didn't think about that. Maybe I should have done the Los Angeles Lakers for this one. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Uh-oh. trigger warning. Whoa. Trigger, to the, <laughs> trigger to the main stage. Trigger to the main stage. Moving on. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> our number, our next grouping, and our second to last group. Are you ready? And my favorite. Uh, more than ready. Not only my favorite McConaughey movie. We're going to have a debate here. Are we? I, I hope s- not. I can smell debate. Not only my favorite McConaughey movie, but my favorite movie of all time. Your favorite Whoa. movie of all time? Okay. No. No. We have, no. Okay. My that's, favorite we're going to have a debate. There's movie no. made the century. Perhaps. Um, eh, no. We will talk after. Okay? <laughs> here it is. With one complication. The planet is much closer to Gargantua than we thought. Gargantua. It's what we're calling the, the black hole. Miller's and Dr. Mann's planets both orbit it. And Miller's is, is on the horizon? Oh, it's a basketball around a hoop. Landing there takes us dangerously close. What? And the black hole that big has a huge gravitational pull. Gravitational pull. Gargantua. Okay. Look, yeah. I, I, I can swing around that neutron star to decelerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can do that. It's time. The gravity time. on the planet will slow oh, yeah. our clock compared to Earth's. Right. Yeah, because dog years. Oh, how bad. Well, every hour we spend on that planet will be seven years back on Earth. Every hour they spend on that planet will be seven years back on Earth. That is appropriate for our number four and our number three teams, the Toronto Raptors and the Houston Rockets, who have no more time. This year is seven years for them. Both of those teams must win now or their windows will be closed. The Rockets... Because Paul is older and they have shit after Harden and the Raptors because who knows what Kawhi is going to do next year. Now, what is your fucking question, Fabrizio? My question. Here or I go. your statement or whatever the fuck it is. My question is in the top of my mind. Did you watch Interstellar twice? <laughs> I have question. actually seen Interstellar at least bits and pieces of it, I would say, over ten times. Over ten times? Over ten times. Wow, it's a great movie. Every time it's, it's not on, that great. Every time, every time it's on, me and my brother watch it. I will tell you why. I live with my brother. I will tell you why. Because it is the most rewatchable movie I have ever seen. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yes. Is it a rewatchable movie because like you you learn new stuff every time you watch it? Yes. Because you keep forgetting things of the movie because I mean it's so no. confusing. No. <laughs> but so you don't think that movie's rewatchable? No, no. I think the movie's great. Right. What's your issue with this? This, my, my main issue with this movie is the is the ending. What? I think that scene when he sees his daughter again and she's an old lady and yeah. at a hospital. What's wrong with that? That's not necessary. Why not? First of all, like the whole movie was about like how he want to like talk with his uh, daughter. Like when, well, we, yeah. we can't explain the whole movie. But Did like, you yeah, you can. You can talk. I, yeah, but I think when he moved the clock. <laughs> Great soundtrack in that movie. Yeah. The, the Hans Zimmer yeah, yeah, soundtrack yeah, Hans is amazing. amazing. Yeah. He moved the clock to like give her a sign. Right. And she she finally understand right. what he was trying to say from, sure. the, from the other dimension. I'm with you. That's the moment when the movie is like the, the premise of the movie. Like 
Oh, so you would, you would end it there, like inception it there or something? I don't know if it ended right there, but yeah. it's about like that was the, the goal of the main character was doing that. So after that, for me, everything else is just like, I don't get on, get on, well, get on, get on. Well, can I tell you care. why I appreciated it? And maybe it's, I don't know, one, it's showing the effects of relativity, you know, which is which But they show that the whole movie. And, well, we, that's kind of, it brings it home in a, in a visceral, visceral kind of way. Second, you get to hear uh, McConaughey say Murph more, which is really great. <laughs> they say Murph, Murph, Murph. He says, the way he says Murph there is great. And, oh, my God, the last scene where he brings it home and he's surrounded by their family and he's, like, got her. But first of all, why don't they give a fuck about Cooper? That's their yeah. great-grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, whatever, fuck this dude. Bye, he saved Cooper. humanity. Right? But, um, but also, I love Tars. Tars is great. And when they have that scene with Tars and Tars steals the, uh, I feel like a kid, I feel like a kid with a list. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Uh, our next door neighbor always say Star Wars, Tar Wars. I always say Star Wars, Tar Wars. But uh, uh, Tars, he take and they steal the new plane. Oh yeah, go out. She's like, you have to go out and find Doctor Miller. She's on that planet far away, all alone. You know what? I love that shit, dude. And the whole idea of space exploration is beautiful. I don't know. But you, why wouldn't you watch it, watch it twice? You know, the nature of the movie is it's actually meant to be cyclical. So you can watch it at any point, and you can pick up things later in the movie. Once you know – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah once no. you know what happens in the I, movie, you should go back and watch it because you'll pick up on shit you didn't know about. I think that if you told me, like, okay, let's go and watch Interstellar right now. I would rock it. I'll be like, oh, it sounds so boring. No way. Michael Caine with the Dylan Thomas uh, – <laughs> Do not go chase I enjoy the movie once. Night. I'm sure I will hate it twice. Yeah, and then when the, there's so many things that, like, you know, we're becoming a conspiracy theory culture, like how they're in the 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 parent-teacher conference and the kid's getting in trouble because she's saying we landed on the moon. And that's like, you know, and they're teaching the But that didn't that. happen. We know that was... This is exactly what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Which I went to a wedding, and, like, people that I really respect... Like three or they were people. saying that. Like, yeah, we didn't go to the movie. We didn't go. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Damn. People? You yeah. Went Damn. To the you know, the left and the right have their own fucking things that they merge in with conspiracy. <laughs> Thank God we're like over them. Like, you know, people. There's objective fact. It's just dead. Yeah. There's no objective fact. Just listen to me. I am your objective fact. Joshi, <laughs> 2020, surrender free will. Ignorance is knowledge. Freedom is slavery. Bringing it back. Joshi is law. <laughs> You know they they were saying about like um I was I was actually reading about how many people were angry about knowledge yeah. because they feel like it's not reachable for them, so they create their own facts uh, because it was like a way to make feel proud of being ignorant. Oh yeah, well you know, you know whether it's Eckhart Tolle speaks about this quite well, group ego and group dynamics. Whether it's about well, no matter what it's about, whether it's religion or sports teams, this speaks well to soccer hooligans. That becomes part of your egoic identity. So if you grow up every day within a certain religion, okay, let's say you're a Zoroaster. Okay? I am. Actually. You grow up every day as a Zoroaster. Your family tells you we are a family because of these Zoroaster principles. You have morality because of these Zoroaster yeah. principles. You're going to heaven because of these Zoroaster principles. You know your loved one who died? You're going to go see them again yeah, because find, of this yeah. Zoroaster principles. So when the, then you say to that person that, no, that's not the case. It's not just – uh, uh, an objective idea. It's literally how they identify with themselves. 
which is where that reaction, the, yeah, violent, you can't break that. You the can't. violent reactions come from with, you know, whatever it is, whatever group. Yeah, and then they feel proud of, of being part of that culture and that proudness bring a lot of also yeah. ignorance. If, you, if you've ever had a fight with politics with your friends, not only why did they react that way, why did you react that way? Yeah, you know? because it's not about like what you think, it's about who you are. So exactly. you're not, you know, insulting like what they th believe or they think is about who they are. Right. Th that's and the reason why they feel so insulted. Right. And, you know, they did a study and they found people on the right, on the left, like the people who are most, I'm right, I'm left, that their brains actually worked in exactly oh, the yeah, same sense. way, which is why I'm middle. You're the guy in well, the I middle. I should be smart. There's no demographic in the middle to exploit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of these comics and, and artists are smart. Like, oh, I'm right wing. Or I'll cultivate the left wing. And I'll always be like, Blay, I'm a she or I'm a dish. You know what I mean? And they're like, You're oh, my right God. In the middle. I love that guy. Oh, my God. He's an ally. And then you find out he was like raping like yeah. border collies for yeah. three years. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just in the middle. But there's no, that's, there's that's, no demographic. That's your party? Like the I'm middle, the middle party, the baby. Middle party. Yeah, those right-wing comics are making money, though. Oh, yes, they're they are. money. They're smart. Like that fucking Chad with his fucking dumb cowboy hat. <laughs> Dude, those people aren't even comics. Yeah. Dude. Like the thing about these online people is they don't have to develop material. Nothing. No. Because they have their following already. So when they show up, their followers are there, and like this groupthink dynamic, they're already pre-programmed yeah. to like you. It's not like being a comic who comes up in the clubs. You build your fucking material. That those motherfuckers don't know who you are. No, no. There's no advantage. In fact, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Because they don't know who you are, and you have to earn every single fucking laugh that's there. But that's yeah. the reason why you you see the difference you can tell the difference when they're good and bad yeah but yeah. oh my god that chad the cowboy guy pisses me off oh so yeah he's sure much. cowboy guy and he's fucking tours all over fuck that guy i'm a hater and our Make last <laughs> our last our last uh group isn't a mcconaughey movie but it is a mcconaughey reference okay here we go guys 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 i don't know if you've heard this but some pictures just came out where it looks like McConaughey's fucking a goat. <laughs> McConaughey goat fuck? McConaughey goat fuck. Uh, okay, we obviously have to have him on to do that, so we should put that together. But we're doing this North Korea thing, okay? First okay. thing tomorrow. Book him, though. Okay. Book it. Get him, get him, get him. Get the goat. I'm on him. Get the goat. <sighs> Got some questions. Appropriate because McConaughey is the goat, as are these <laughs> two teams. Our number two team, the Celtics, and the number one Warriors. Um, obviously, everyone just thinks this is done and pasted for the Warriors, but I actually have issues with that. I don't think so at all. I think they're Chris Paul hamstring away from not even making the finals true, last year. True. You know what I mean? And then you look at the Celtics. Yo, the Celtics may be more stacked than the Warriors, especially when you're getting into the bench rotation. I mean, their five, we'll see what we get from Cousins, but their five is absolutely ridiculous, man. It's like Kyrie, Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and they're hungry. Horford, and then you got Rozier, who may be the best point guard on the team, I'm sorry, and smart off the bench. I mean, I think if those two meet, you may see the Celtics take that thing. It, it will be an all-time finals. Of course, the Pacers will be there, but <laughs> Brad Stevens is 
Amazing. Clearly the he better just coach, needs to, too. He needs to quit switching on defense, also from Indiana. Why? All basketball is fucking born in Indiana. As James Naismith said, basketball was invented in Maryland, but it grew up in Indiana. God damn it. That is our <laughs> Matthew McConaughey NBA preview. Everybody, that was great. Everybody clap their hands. Incredible. We went through a lot. Yeah. Do we have a question of life of the week, Tommy? Should we close it out on a question of life of the week? Oh, question of life. God. There's so much... So much to think about, <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna. I think that's a statement on on Taoism. Zen. Yeah. Zen. Yeah. This is a moment of Zen. Oh, there's 